we must say to the Holy Father, to the Bishop, with all due respect and love for you, we cannot execute these orders which you are giving because they are harming the good of our Holy Mother Church. And so we have to seek other uh, places and nevertheless be in some way formally disobedient, but in fact we will be obedient to our Holy Mother Church, which is greater than a singular Pope. Let me ask you, because we've been going right now in the church in hard times, spiritually hard times for quite a while, and you've spoken numerous times about the underground, having perhaps to go underground, and I know you lived that as a child yourself, and for that reason, but also for your estate right now in the church, it, it would be very fruitful, I think, for the faithful to hear from you about how that works in practice. You see, in China, for instance, the church is living underground, had been, and they're in the midst of that still. But we're in a sort of similar situation. In China, you have unfaithful bishops who are promoting communism against the truth of Christ. But there's still bishops appointed by and approved by Pope Francis. And so the priests have to exist under them, as do the faithful. And so they're in an underground situation. But in the West, we've not really experienced that, but it seems that now we are, because we have unfaithful bishops who are nonetheless appointed by Pope Francis, and so the priests and the faithful somehow have to live under this situation, and you've mentioned how perhaps it's a time for living an underground in an underground way. How does that look like in practice? How do we get there? How do priests and faithful know when they need to go into an underground way of practicing, and what, how does that work? An example of this, what you are mentioning, the, to be in some way persecuted and marginalized, uh, the faithful and priests uh, within the church, by those who occupy uh, high-ranking positions in the church by, by bishops. This situation we had in the fourth century, with the Arianism. In those times, validly bishop, licit bishops, the majority uh, persecuted true Catholics who kept the traditional faith in the divinity of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This was the question of life and death, the truth, the traditional faith. And so they were expelled from the churches. They were forced to go to the woods to open air masses, and and in some way, we can also face these situations, and it's already happen happening. After traditionis custodis, especially, there are places where people are cast out, literally from the parish churches where they had for several years the traditional Latin mass approved 
by Pope Benedict XVI and by the local bishops. And now, with this new situation of Tradiciones Custodes, some bishops are, I repeat, literally expelling the, the best faithful, the best priests from the churches, from this, they called from the parish churches. But the parish church is called the mother church. And so these faithful are forced to seek new places of worship, gyms, uh, schools, or halls, and so on. And uh, this is a situation which is similar to a kind of catacomb situation, not literally catacombs, they still can celebrate publicly, but in a situation which is similar to catacombs because they, they cannot use the official uh, structures and buildings of the church. But at the same time, any situation of persecution in the history of the church brought many blessings and strengthened more the faith of these people. And they strengthened not only their own faith, being expelled and seeking other place, but their fidelity strengthened the entire church. And this matters. There's this injustice, unjust treatment of these Catholics in our day by the Vatican, by the Pope Francis orders, and by the bishops, who some bishops unfortunately had to simply fulfill orders which came from the nuncio or from the Vatican to shut down uh, churches and masses, traditional masses. But uh, the fidelity of these faithful, they will are bringing many fruits for the entire church. One of the things that is happening, it's happening in two different ways, one on the part of the faithful and then on the part of priests. And I'd like to address first the faithful. I was asked at the Catholic Identity Conference where we were together about how this can be that Catholics who are known for obedience to the Pope can now be speaking out uh, resisting the Pope. How does that even work? We're, we're even praying as we do at LifeSite every day after you did yourself. Pray openly for the conversion of the Pope. We're doing, I'm doing that with my own children, as sad as that situation is. Still showing great love for the Pope, and that's why we pray for him, not to hate him, to pray for him. But whew, these are difficult, difficult times. And what is your suggestion for the faithful specifically and how we're supposed to deal with this situation, e even with our children? First, we have to clarify the true concept and meaning of obedience. St. Thomas Aquinas says that an absolute, unconditional obedience we owe only to God alone, to no creature, even not to the Pope. And so the obedience uh, towards the Pope and the bishops in the Church is a limited obedience. And so when the Pope or the bishops are commanding something which will evidently undermine the fullness of the Catholic faith and the fullness of the Catholic liturgy, the, this treasure of the Church, the traditional Latin Mass, and harm by, and by undermining uh, the purity of faith, by undermining the 
the purity of the sacredness of the liturgy, we are harming the entire church. We are decreasing the good of the church, the spiritual good of the church. We are decreasing the good of the souls. And here we cannot collaborate. How we can collaborate diminishing the purity of the, of the faith? How we can collaborate diminishing the, the sacredness, the sublimity of the liturgy of the Holy Mass, which is the millennium-old traditional Mass of all the saints. And in these cases, we are even obliged, not only we can, some, in some occasion, occasions we must, say to the Holy Father, to the Bishop, with all due respect and love for you, we cannot execute these orders which you are giving because they are harming the good of our Holy Mother Church. And so we have to seek other uh, places and nevertheless be in some way formally disobedient, but in fact we will be obedient to our Holy Mother Church, which is greater than a singular pope. The Holy Mother Church is greater than a singular pope. And so we are obedient to our Holy Mother Church. We are obedient to the popes of all ages who promoted, defended, protected the purity of Catholic faith unconditionally, uncompromisingly, and who defended also the the sacredness and the unchanging liturgy of the Holy Mass through the centuries. So for priests, there is an even greater question because priests must obey their bishops, and yet some of these bishops are instructing them, demanding that they remove the faithful, that they deny the faithful, the traditional Mass, that they even uh, uh, refuse pro-life things inside parishes, calling them political, while at the same time, you know, we have parishes promoting climate change and everything else. All sorts of nonsense going on in the parishes. But the priests feel, well, I've got to obey the bishop. What else can I do? Uh, I, I, we used to offer the Latin Mass. We're now not permitted to. What are priests to do about obedience? And can they too sort of go underground hide from their bishops and, and do things in a sort of clandestine way? This is a very delicate question, and I think it is a question which touches the conscience of, of these priests. It could be a different answer for every priest, but every priest has to ask God in conscience what he has to do in this moment. And it could also include, maybe some priests would uh, obey, and in this case uh, they cannot help the traditional Catholics, maybe for the sake that they want to, at least to be still in the official structures, to do something good, at least. This could be also an option, but another option, which would be also legitimate by their conscience, uh, decided that they had to informally disobey to the bishop and continue to celebrate the traditional Mass and the sacraments, not only the Holy Mass, the sacraments also. 
the traditional, to the faithful in a, in a way, in a clandestine way or in an official, maybe non-approved way. But it, it is only for the, a short time, a temporary solution. And they have to keep, nevertheless, their love for their bishop who persecutes them. They have to pray for this bishop. They have to keep the love for the Pope, Pope Francis, and to pray for him. And this time will pass. This is a, only a temporary phenomenon. And then again, God will give us a strong Pope who will defend the traditional Mass and traditional faith, and then bishops. This will come surely, without doubt. We have simply to, to endure this temporal situation and also these priests with faith that God will intervene. You mentioned this about the Church will have a new Holy Father who embraces truth and the fullness of faith. And I know this is sort of, a, you know, your own guess, your own heart, your own prayerful discernment. But what is your thought? Because it looks like everybody said, you know, Pope Francis has stacked the, the College of Cardinals. The election obviously is going to be in not too long from now. Pope Francis is, is an old man and his health is not good. Um, but people are saying, look, the, the college is so stacked that what we're looking at coming is going to be a pope very much in the same vein as Pope Francis. What are we to do with that? It, it does seem like a, a, a sort of hopeless situation. When you say temporary, in your mind, could that be, you know, maybe for, you know, several decades? Or, or are you thinking something shorter than that? I, and I know it's just a guess. Well, it is not up to us to know the time, as Jesus Christ said to the apostles in the Acts of the Apostles. It's not, not is up to us to know the time. God knows already when he will give again to his church a strong, 100% traditional Catholic Pope. And that every Pope uh, has to be 100% Catholic, 100% traditional. This was St. Peter, and this was all the, the, the Popes throughout the history, with, with very few exceptions. This is uh, inherent to the nature of the papal office, to be really 100% traditional defender of the faith and the sacredness of the Holy Liturgy. And this will come because this is, I repeat, the nature of the papal office. And currently, in the last decades, this nature was obfuscated uh, by this current crisis of the Church. So, we don't know exactly the time, but we have to pray that the time will be shortened. And God's intervention depends on our prayers also, I think. And we have to make a coalition, an alliance, maybe a worldwide alliance of prayers, a chain of prayers, of rosaries, to implore a most quickly, a most quickly intervention of God to grant the Church a true strong, courageous Catholic Pope. I can't thank you enough for being on the John Henry Weston Show, for gracing us with your presence in our studio there. And uh, 
uh, I hope you have a great little celebration with the LifeSite staff that were able to make it. And uh, God bless you. And I would ask one last thing. Would you please impart your apostolic blessing upon uh, us, upon all of our viewers? And uh, please be assured, we pray for you each and every single day as a LifeSite staff. And uh, I know so many of our viewers and readers do that as well. Yes, thank you very much, Mr. Weston. And I am grateful for your apostolate of LifeSite News and for all your collaborators. Continue your noble work. Dominus vobiscum et benedictio Dei Omnipotentis Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti descendat super vos et maneat semper. Amen. Praised be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. Thank you, thank you. And God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi everyone, this is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.